Today is Monday, August 2nd. The title for our devotional is to love one another. My goal for today is very simple. It is just to overwhelm you with the New Testament emphasis on the centrality of love for our brothers and sisters in Christ. These are only some of the cases where it is directly mentioned. This theme of loving God and loving others, as we've been talking about over the last few weeks, is really the underlying current flowing through everything in the New Testament. So first, let's see what Jesus has to say about it. As we've been discussing at length in this chapter, when Jesus is asked for the greatest commandment, he gives two. Again, we're going to read Mark 12, 28 to 31. And one of the scribes came up and heard them disputing with one another, and seeing that he answered them well, asked him, which commandment is the most important of all? Jesus answered, The most important is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. Then, in his final moments with his disciples, in the farewell discourse of John 13 through 17, it is the predominant theme. He writes in, or he says in John 13, 34 to 35, A new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. Again, he's saying this to his group of 12 disciples. John 15, 12, a couple chapters after that, he says, My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. A few verses later, in verse 17 of chapter 15, This is my command, love each other. Clearly, this was the central theme of what Jesus had to say in the farewell discourse. And as he indicates in Mark chapter 12, this is the Jesus Creed, the theme of his entire ministry, to love God and love people. John, the apostle, he picked up on this and made it the central theme of his first epistle, 1 John 3, 23, he says, And this is his command, to believe in the name of his Son, Jesus Christ, and to love one another, as he commanded us. So there, John is linking this love of God now with belief or relationship with the Son. 1 John 4, 7-8 says, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. 1 John 4.11, Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Paul, in his first letter to the Corinthians, where he is writing to correct an overemphasis on the gift of tongues in the church, after going through the various gifts in the church, discussing our need for all of them to be present and giving priority to apostolic and prophetic gifts over tongues, he writes this very simple phrase before launching into the famous love chapter of 1 Corinthians 13. He says, And yet I will show you the most excellent way. That way, of course, is the way of love. 1 Corinthians 13, 1 through 3, we're just going to read that portion, but the whole chapter is on the concept of love and how important it is in the church. So verses 1 through 3 of chapter 13, If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, And if I have a faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship, 
that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Paul here emphasizes that if we use our gifts in miraculous, amazing, effective ways, or do amazing acts of service to God and others, but do so without love as the driving motivation, we are nothing and we gain nothing. Talk about the primacy of love in the Christian life. Then in Romans, he expresses uh, again how love is primary. Quite plainly, Romans 13, 8 through 10, he says, Let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another. For whoever loves others has fulfilled the law. The commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and whatever other command there may be, are summed up in this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no harm to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. Peter, so as not to leave out our guy Peter, he writes about love as well in his epistle, 1 Peter 1, 22. Now that you have purified yourselves by obeying the truth so that you have sincere love for each other, love one another deeply from the heart. 1 Peter 2, 17, show proper respect to everyone. Love the family of believers. Fear God, honor the emperor. He says in summary form of some basic imperatives that he leaves them with in chapter 2. Then in 1 Peter 4, 8, he says, Above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. So that was a lot. And again, my my shameless goal is to just overwhelm you with how love is talked about throughout the New Testament as, as the primary virtue of a follower of Jesus, picking up on Jesus' teachings to love one another and how important that is within the church. So as as I said on Sunday, we're talking this week about the church, uh, how to love one another within the church as brothers and sisters in Christ. So for reflection in all the other aspects of the church, that is truth, morality, all the programs and things that we do at church and caring for one another, uh, it can be easy to miss the big picture of just loving people. So reflect on your heart today. Whatever you're doing at church, is it out of love for your brothers and sisters in Christ, or is it some other motivation at work? Be careful here, and don't move on from this too quickly. Remember what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 13, where he says, if he speaks in the tongue of men or angels but doesn't have love, he's a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If he prophesies then but doesn't have love, he's nothing. If he gives away all he possesses to the poor, and endures through a lot of hardship, but doesn't have love, he gains nothing. So there is this form of Christian service to the church, to others, and to God that isn't based in love. And so we must reflect on our hearts and to know, remember that our hearts are deceitful above all else. So we can very easily deceive ourselves into thinking that we are moved by love to do these things, when in fact it is out of either like a sense of obligation, a desire to be affirmed and recognized, or just to make ourselves feel better about ourselves. So we have to do this hard work of really reflecting on our own heart and see what is moving us, what is motivating us to action. Is it genuine love, this love that comes only from God for our brothers and sisters in Christ, or is it something else?